love the look on people's faces when they see my dogs listening to me. Every owner you help ends up being little advertisements for your company. People ask who trained them. I just mentioned your channel. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I'm not worried about getting advertisements for my company. I just want like you guys are doing all the work. You guys are doing all the work. That's the big. That that's that's the thing is like. I don't need I don't need kudos or thank yous at all. I'm excited for you guys. Like I, my whole life has, <laughs> my whole life has been lacking of praise. <laughs> so, which might be a, what might be an issue between your know, parenting and my, my folks and me, but I've just getting deep tonight, guys. <laughs> but my whole life has just been, I'm just doing things to, I'm doing things for the satisfaction of doing a good job. Bottom line. I'm, I'm doing things for a satisfaction of doing a good job. And if your dog is doing great, I mean, that's nice that you're giving me praise, but you really should be giving yourself 100% of the praise. 100% of the praise. I, I didn't do anything at all. And the reason why I didn't do anything is this. Information is free. Information is very, very abundant. The internet now has made everything available. Everything available. Most people won't do the work. They won't do it at all. So, obviously, many people that hear my information don't apply it. So, the people that are applying it, what's the difference between those folks and the other folks? They're getting the results. So that's who should be really getting the credit is all of you, is all of you. You should be getting all the credit. What's up, man? Is that the good height? Hey, guys, how are you? Is that a good height? Sure. Good height. Got a new camera. We got new lights. We'll see what's going on today. Bring the camera forward. That's a good light. That's a good light. Big height difference. Should I lower my height? Just like this. Hey, guys, we're just going to figure out the camera. Bear with us one second. Don't mind that camera jarring around. There we go. Yeah, we'll do that. Not bad. Good. Hey, hey everybody, how are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is our, what day of the week is today? Saturday. Saturday night, a little bit louder. Saturday night, uh, Q&A, the What Would Jeff Do show. How is everybody? We do a 90-minute show. It's Saturday night. We do one Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, but unless we're traveling, and then it then it mixes it up a little bit. This week was a little weird. This week was weird, but we are going to be doing one this Monday and this Wednesday, um, and then we'll do one this Saturday. We'll be on the road. We leave for Canton, Ohio. <clears throat> on, uh, I think we're going to leave Thursday night, drive a little bit, and then Friday um, is our setup, and then Saturday, Sunday of next weekend is our seminar, and then we go up to Collingwood, um, Canada. Um, after that. So um, you go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Um, we're, we're, we're doing 25 of them this year. And in 2020, we're already scheduling them. Uh, a couple of new cities in 2020 that will be um, that we did not do this year. We already got Knoxville, Tennessee, or Nashville, Tennessee. Sorry, Nashville, Tennessee, I think. Yeah, Nashville. And then um, I'm actually talking to Portland, Oregon right now. 
Um, and then we're going to be doing some international stuff. Anyway, um, I've got a training center up in Providence, Rhode Island, and the training center specializes in aggression rehab and behavior modification. We work, we work with some really, really challenging dogs. And um, what happens with that is um, the gist of the seminar series and the gist of the show is a lot of people are trying to stop unwanted behaviors. So you're going to hear a lot of questions. People are going to say, how do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? And the answer is going to be through the proper application of a punisher. So you're going to hear that a lot. Um, the reason is because nobody's asking me how to train sit-down place recall historically on these shows. They want things to stop. And you cannot reward the dog out of an unwanted behavior. Can't be done. If someone's saying that, they're lying to you. Training an alternative behavior rarely works. And then also, you're still not extinguishing that unwanted behavior. You, you just train the dog one more thing, which... Believe it or not, we also do as step two, but step one is we have to stop these dangerous behaviors or unwanted behaviors. Um, we use remote cowers. We use prong cowers. We use bonkers. We also food train. So we, that's how we train dogs to do stuff with food. So if you've never listened to the show, you get a really, you can get an understanding and put things into perspective of, of, of what this show is geared around as well as what my seminars are geared around. Um, of stopping unwanted behaviors. It's more of a triage model. A lot of different seminars out there, a lot of people doing some really great work out there, but you want to definitely find out what the gist of the seminar is, what you're going to learn. Um, so here we go. Oh, there's a, right down at the bottom, you can say, say something. That's where you type in your question. Like every once in a while, people are like, where do I put my questions in? Say something. If you're watching, that's only good on the live. If you're watching the replay, you can't ask a question. There's also something called top chat. That's the dollar sign. Your question goes up to the top of the queue. You do not have to pay to play. We go through, we answer as many questions as possible. That's something that YouTube offers out there um, for um, content on creators. Um, for number one, a lot of people just be like, hey, thanks for all the freaking free shit you've been giving away for all these years. Um, so here we go. Joelle. Here we go, Bogdana. Good evening. I hope you've had an amazing day at work, but can't miss another live Q&A. Always something new to learn. Oh, she's watching us at work. Oh, you're at work. Yes, Ooh. I've had an amazing day. Have you had an amazing day? I've had an amazing day. Cool. Well, then the list I want you to put together. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about that list because it's about to go downhill real quick. Next. If you want to make Joelle anxious, give her a freaking list. Kim, good evening, all the way from Scotland. Hey, Scotland. How are you? I'll be in, I should Kim. be in Scotland in 2020, Kim. Uh, scattered storm. If the e-collar and the prong are supposed to be in the same high spot on the neck, when you need to use both, what goes higher? When I conditioned my dog to the e-collar, I tried starting with the flat and he didn't listen, so I went to the prong. Mm. I found that the e-collar, keeping the e-collar below the prong works better, but want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's usually what we do. So we do the prong collar for, um, for directional control. Just remember your remote collar, your remote collar does not give directional control. So it's a lot easier to, um, and then especially when you're out in with high levels of distraction, it's a lot easier to give your dog way better information with um, a prong collar. Next. Bogdana, prong collar, e-collar paired corrections turned my dogs into the best on the leash in the neighborhood, LOL. Now it's time to get the same level off-leash. Awesome. Good. Yeah. And start with off-leash. Just remember, keep your um, long line on your dog and do a lot of leash dragging right now. Next. Kaylee J. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, Kaylee. How are you? Robin says, good evening. Hey, Robin. What's going on? Um, she also says, does Tex have any behavior issues you're working on? He's just a Malinois. So... I mean, he came to me with human and dog issues, nothing nothing crazy. Um, now, every once in a while, he displays, he roars his Malinois head, you know. Um, no, he's just a high-energy dog, and, and, and 
and he's got he goes from he has two speeds on and off. Um, but no, I mean, I imagine if I gave him to somebody else, they'd have all kinds of issues with him. But he's easy for me to handle. You know, high drive dogs are really easy for me to handle. So next. Rob, uh, oh my gosh, I've lost it. Robin, I know what to do with an off-leash approaching dog. How do I handle kids running towards my dog? Um, almost the same way, just don't kick them. So, you know, if a kid runs towards your dog, you can you can say, stop. Please don't come any closer. You know, be really direct. If they don't listen, you have to knock them down. Sorry. If anybody's offended by that, it's like, be a better parent. Teach your children better. You know, it's, you know your, your dog could... You know, you're, you you have the right to walk your leashed dog in public. Children do not have a right, nor anybody else, to run up to your dog and try to pet your dog. It is a major safety risk. Would you allow a child to run in front of a bicycle? No. To run in front of a car? No. To run in front of an off-leash dog? No. Well, believe it or not, an off-leash dog is usually safer than an on-leash dog. Believe it or not, because once you pull back on that leash to, to keep your dog safe, the dog actually can lunge forward. So, you know, it, it's, it's you know, you obviously are polite and you try to educate, but if the children insist, you have to push them out of the way. And if a parent has a problem with that, well, that's a parenting fail and they need to go back to the drawing board on that one. Next. Um, Kim says, love watching all your content. Thank you. Melissa says, hello, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Melissa. Hey, Melissa. How are you? Michelle, good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Michelle. Melissa says the camera looks great. Great, thanks. I'm waiting for questions after some of these. That's why. What? I'm waiting for you to, like, say a question when you say so-and-so says hi. I'm like, is there no, a question? No, it, Yeah, that's what on. I mean. Kristen says, hey, guys. Hey. Lisa, congrats on the house. You're an inspiration. Haven't closed on it yet, but thanks. Ooh. Ooh, that's loud. Yeah. Well, yeah, we just went. I went down to Florida. I was there for two days, put a bid in on a house three weeks ago. I've been looking for a house now for a couple of months, put a bid in about three weeks ago. Um, they took a higher bidder, and um, which is fine. Um, I've got no sentimental value towards these homes or investment properties. And uh, we kept looking, and then about a week later, they called us back up, and they said, are you still interested in the house? And we're like, okay. Um, and um, I buy – we put it. I, I put an offer. I put an offer in sight unseen, um, and we went down for the home inspection. And now we know why the the first purchaser, um, the first buyer, backed out. They backed out because of a roofing issue. And a lot of folks, if you're only putting down five or ten percent, if you're doing through FHA or VA loan, and if you have roofing issues, you might not be able to get the house actually insured. Um, and the roof is going towards the end of its extended of its of its natural life, so it could cause problems for somebody. Um, so after seeing the inspection, we actually made a, another offer that was even considerably lower than the asking price, considerably lower than the asking price, and um, they accepted it within within hours, knowing that they're going to have a problem. And we pretty much, I think it says actually in the purchase and sales agreement, we'll take we'll take the house as is. So we'll buy the house as is at this price, and we can close. Is less than 30 days if they want to. Um, so, yeah, so another property. This will be number four in the, in the portfolio. So, yep, good investment property. Next. Kristen, help with a foster dog who craps all over at the vet? Not much you can do. Not much you can do. I mean, vets should be sort of used to it. Um, you could do sort of like a vet training thing. But a lot, of, a lot of fear happens at vets. It's funny how 
people give dog trainers a hard time about how nervous and fearful and stressful they are. But man, my dogs, the only place my dogs usually get stressed out is the vet office. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like three, the, the, I can handle my dog there, but I've seen dogs that need to be handled by three kennel techs. They're shitting, they're pissing, the anal glands are, glands are blowing. I'm like, it doesn't look like that at my training center. So even your nervous, fearful dogs. Yeah. So, but um, what can you do? Leave the room. Let the vets do their job. Next. Um, Hallie, hello. I've been trying to get my dog to be more comfortable around a boat engine, but he keeps spooking. I can't even take him down to the dock because of how scared he is. How can I fix this? Well, I don't know what your skill set is. Um, what you can do is um, start just having your dog go up and down the dock with hopefully no boats starting um, and then start at distance. You know, you put your dog into a down. Um, the, the thing is this, you're going to be correcting your dog for breaking command is what you're going to be doing. So the act of fleeing, you're going to correct. But also advocate for your dog. Don't walk it right up to an engine. Um, don't like be like, oh, look, it's an engine. The dog doesn't think like that. The, the dog doesn't know that engine is fine. The noise probably really, really freaks them out. Um, I've trained many dogs. I'm in New England, so in, in Rhode Island, so we are the ocean state, we've, so we have plenty of water here. And I've trained plenty of dogs how to do really good downstays or the place command in boats. I remember I had a one client that had about 140 foot or 100 foot, there's a difference there, 100 foot boat, and uh, they take it out for long periods of time, obviously, and I trained the dog how to shit and piss off the, off the swim deck. <laughs> So, yeah, it was a big German Shepherd. So it had to, um, that's where it had to go off the swim deck, which is slotted. The pee is no problem. The poo, eh, different story. Mm-hmm. But I guess I probably could have done it on poo pads, but I wanted the dog just to like drop trowel right, right there off the back of the deck. So, anyway, next. Patricia, good day, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, how are you? Lucy Paul. Hi, Jeff and Joelle from Florida. Hey, Florida, what's going up? Scouting Storm. I got a magazine about GSDs. Bought it out of curiosity, not expecting to get much. Found myself with a Sharpie crossing out every other line. Marker ran out of ink. Threw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting how these breed-specific magazines just get it wrong. Next. Uh, Jay, in general, can you have the same level of success with lesson-based training versus board and train? Oh, no. I mean, board and tra- Well, it depends on what the... Okay, hold on. It depends on what the dog's issues are, Right. If the dog, I mean, if you're dealing with aggression, I, I wouldn't do it on a one-on-one. Um, if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety, fear, nervousness, one-on-one is going to be more is going to be more challenging. A boarding train is going to be better. I mean, the reason why we have a boarding train is so successful is because we, we get the dog twenty-four-seven. Where on a one-on-one, we see the dog for one hour a week. You you have you you take the home the dog home for one hundred and sixty-seven hours a week, and it's going back to the same element that it, that it was struggling with in the past. So historically, we need a reboot. Now, if you're just coming for basic obedience, sure. If you're willing to do the hard work, um, yes. But any sort of rehab, that's sort of the difference between like inpatient and outpatient rehab. You know, it, it, can, be, it can be a little bit challenging. Next. Uh, Jenna, my dog lunges at strangers while on the prong. No tension is on the prong when this happens. Any tips? Yeah, yeah. Start recognizing the signs of your dog loading. Um, there's always a sign. I don't believe in random at all. There's always something, crinkled forehead, dog's loading with its eyes, the dog is focused too much um, on the other person, the chest goes out, the head goes out, the ears go out. Um, Teach your dog how to not pay attention to humans. What you can do is I would actually use a remote collar, and when the dog starts staring at humans, you would use the remotes to correct that staring. A lot of the information out there says don't do that. It'll have a negative association um, and make it worse. 
my response to always is like, no, you asked the question. You, like you already asked the question. Your dog's already dis- your dog is already displaying these behaviors. So we're not creating behaviors. So um, what you do is you make the the thought of lunging suck, the act of lunging suck, and then step two, what you start doing is you absolutely can start rewarding pass bys where the dog starts directing its eyes at you or doesn't really care about the humans anymore. Next. Caitlin, is the mini educator worth the money? My dog Kylo has a problem with a few things like barking at neighbors during walks and demand barking in his kennel while waiting for food. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the mini educator can be used for a lot of things, not just punishment. It can be used for all the the full obedience as well. Next. Hold on. I had to reset my thingy. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, Caitlin. Um, Emily, good morning from South Korea. Hey. MW, bait dog I just rescued has a broken leg. Surgeon on Tuesday. If he growls at people, should I just say no and do leash pops for now? So she learns it's wrong. I don't like to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, you, you're possibly going to struggle with a meat dog, just to give you a heads up. Um, just because they're, they're not bred to be family pets. They're not bred to be family pets. They're well under socialized. I'd like you to not correct a dog that has a broken leg, though, that's in pain. That I'd like you to leave alone right now. Okay, let's let's wait until the dog after the surgery and after the recovery. So let's just keep its exposure to people minimal right now. Um, and then don't baby the dog because it might become attached to you, but then resource guarding you. But you're, there's usually a host of issues that pop up from, um, from uh, rescued meat dogs. Um, so heart's in the right place, but sometimes it's a lifelong struggle with behavioral issues. Um, the big in the big picture growling does get um corrected but you also have to advocate for the dog so what you don't do is this somebody comes up to pet the dog you correct the dog for growling then you allow the person to keep petting the dog that's wrong no then you tell the person to back away to back away so this concept that you just correct the dog for growling but let the thing that it was growling at keep approaching at the beginning. That's not how you want to do it. That's not how you want to do it. You need to show the dog that it doesn't need to growl. You'll move the environmentals away. Next. Top chat. Oh, top chat. 999. Thank you so much for Amy. Hi. Mailboxer is extremely distracted with everything. Started prong collar bonkers. Still tries to go ahead of us and walks with a foot. Or, or less of leash, leash pops don't keep them um, at us or behind us. So what you want to do is look up my 180 move. Look up my 180 move. It's in my, just go into my search box on my YouTube channel, look that up. Also learn how to do a heel tap to the front of the chest, heel tap to the front of the chest. Um, and you can also do that. Um, and then remote collar is really going to make a difference. Next. Lori, my client just asked me a quick question. My collar remote is showing an error code. How do I reset it? I have no idea why it happened. All of a sudden, it just had an error code on it. I don't know. I would just call the. I would just go onto YouTube and look, or give the manufacturer a quick call. Next, Emily. Hi guys, love to watch your live streams. When do you think is a good age to start with prong collar, e collar? I have a three month old puppy, and I'm starting to look into it for walks. Yeah, I mean, you can probably wait a couple more weeks. Right now, all of your training should be all done on. Um, it's all done food. We use the dog's daily food. So if your if your dog's on the if your dog's eating kibble, um, your average dog is going to eat I don't know, gosh, a couple hundred pieces of kibble a day. Sorry, so that's a couple hundred different repetitions of something you can do. A combination of recall, sit down, place, um, you know, 
recall is a good one to be doing tons and tons and tons of repetition on. So what you want to make sure you're doing is lots of um, uh, uh, food training with very clear markers um, um, at that age. Next. Uh, Valentina. Hi, Jeff. I use a prong collar on my one and a half Weimaraner. Now I ordered a Dogtra 280C. Your content has been very, really helpful with the training. Awesome. Oh, hold on. There's more. Especially because here in Chile, this kind of training is not common. So thank you so much for educating people on the subject. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think dog training is pretty universal. Um, I mean, a lot of different places. I mean, they've, they've got a different view of dog ownership as personal pets that I get culturally. But i um, glad you're having some progress. Next. Lori. Silly question, but to verify, when you say high drive, please explain in detail. Thanks. Google it. Google high drive. High drive, Google it. You'll 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 learn all about high drive, especially in detail. Next. Sunchi, e-collar works and my dog is semi-relaxed, but when he sees another dog, he doesn't flinch even at a high level. The only thing I can do is move away from the other dog. Well, right now you want to do a combination of moving away, but when you say high level, what's a high level? Your high level and my high level might be two different things. Um, also check fit. Also, depending on the model of the collar, it might not be um, most the mini educator is the lowest power one. But it's also not always just about correcting the dog. Dogs can blow, blow through the collars. So at the beginning, we actually utilize space as well. So we actually utilize space as well. So we also move away from environmentals while we're training the dog to to give us a little bit of leverage with the dog. Next. Roxana, she is from Poland. We've moved to a new flat, and since that, my dog was bitten a few times around the block. I'm advocating for him now, but still, he turned aggressive towards dogs and people only around the block. Yep. He's a different dog when we go to the park or elsewhere. Should I minimize the time spent on our property, or should I train him here? Thanks. Um, it's a really good question. It depends on your skill set. I mean, obviously the dog is associating and no fault of the dog. I mean, if you, if, if you kept, if you walk down an alley, let's humanize this, right? If you walk down an alley every night and every night you got attacked, like what would you do? Like that's sort of what happens. I mean, the, the theory is I'm going to get you um, before you get me. I'm glad it's only been localized and not generalized because that happens often. The dog just does it generally and pretty much wherever it goes. So at least the dog's just associating that immediate area with that. What I would do is I would absolutely, absolutely try to work through those issues. Um, but you always then do have the option of just like avoiding that area, which I'd like you not to because that's where you live. So I would start definitely doing it in 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 your area. Next. The vertically challenged. <laughs> Just saying thanks for everything by following your tips from day one with my service dog in training. She's seven months and does out of sight downstairs at gym during showers and crate on command since 11 weeks. Heart you both. Wow. Congratulations. You're obviously doing a lot of the hard work. So good job. Caitlin, a child ran up to my dog as well. And my dog backed into me and started to bark at him, scaring the child and the child's mother, which then gave my dog a bad look, even though it wasn't his fault. No, you could have, you know, given, you could have said something to the child and the mother in an educational moment, like don't have your child run up to dogs. Simple as that. The the child's going to get bit. It's just a matter of time between that the child is going to get bit. And unfortunately, 
that mother who, if the mother actually didn't stop the child and has an and has an entitled attitude, um, that, that her child is allowed to pet any dog that her child and she wants to because they have the right to do that. Well, that's a good way to end up with your kid in the emergency room. So I have no problem at all, um, you know, making a, a suggestion um, to just think about your parenting style when it comes to children and dogs. And to, you know, if unfortunately, if, hey, mom or dad, if you don't have the smarts to fucking tell your kid to not run up to dogs, well, guess what? I guess I care a little bit more about your kid's safety than you do. And I'm definitely going to verbalize that next. And uh, W, what do you think about rattlesnake aversion training? I think it will save your dog's life if you live around rattlesnakes. Um, it's not pretty to watch at all. Um, it's a necessity for most people that live out in um, in, in areas with rattlesnakes. There's clinics all over the place. Actually, a place in Austin, they've got like 260 people showing up to one of their clinics, um, and it will save your dog's life. Just make sure they also they don't just do it on sound; they also do it on odor as well. So, sound and odor. Odor is probably even more important than sound. Um, so, it's it's it should be mandatory for most dogs. Um, top chat, Gene Lopez. Thanks for all your free content. Been using prong collar and had tremendous success. Didn't think there was another tool that would be more effective until I tried e-collar game changer. Awesome. Proud of you, Gene. Next. Kaylee J had a kid literally run up reaching to pet my dog. Didn't even ask. Parents were standing right there and didn't stop the kid. Yep. So I had to stop. I had to tell the kid to stop. Mine luckily isn't human aggressive, but still so surprised. The parent said nothing and did nothing yeah. with the kid. Yep. You can push the kid out of the way. Sorry. Like, you know, your, your kid just went, you're, it, it, it's happening more and more and more and parents and, and, and parents need to be educated. Parents need to be educated. You know, the only time, the only time that I didn't do that because I really wanted to um, have an educational experience for a dog, for a, for a human, I was at the vet with one of my dogs, Max. Max is dead now. Vet office is stressful for enough. So Max was in a downstay by my legs and there was a woman, she was about, she was a teenager, not, not a, not a child. And she was going around to every single person, dog, and just crouching down and petting them. Like this was the petting zoo for her. This was her petting zoo and nobody was saying anything at all. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything either, but I know what Max was going to do. Max was going to lunge at her and I let him do it. He wasn't going to bite her, but he was going to lunge. I let him do it. And then I looked her square in the eye and I said, don't walk up to dogs and pet them. So someone has to teach the child. Somebody has to teach the child. But I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, that is a, that is a parenting fail. And I see adults do it as well, but you know, I, you know, it's important that we teach our children. If Angelo ever walked up to a dog to pet, there would be there would be a pretty extreme consequence. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I've seen way too many kids have their faces bit. It's not pretty, and it's traumatic, and it can create a lifetime uh, fear um, uh, uh, for that child. Next, Robin, I purchased a working spot for calling. What about two weeks ago? My dog went into heat the day after. She should be done by her. With her heat by then, fingers crossed. Yeah, you know, that's about four weeks. Depends on your dog's heat cycle. Next. Collingwood? Canada. Four weeks away? 
No, it went in oh, two, yeah, right, right, two right. weeks ago. Two plus two is four. If you, struggle, if you struggle with that, we can ask Angelo. He's getting good. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Just add one more thing to the list. <laughs> Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Somebody, somebody send me that screenshot, please. Have a two-year-old GSD. And now she's getting red. So anything <laughs> – so probably about 25-minute period. Send me that screenshot of that face she just made at me. Next. I have a two-year-old GSD that recently tried to bite a friend in the hand and he got a firm e-collar correction, but then he redirected toward another friend. What did I do wrong? Um, timing could have been off. That's just your dog. You could have overwhelmed, underwhelmed your dog. You didn't give enough leash guidance. You didn't say no first. Um, you know, I mean, they're dogs. That's what they do. You know, that's what they do. The thing is, if you went to correct the dog, you would have just held the dog back. It could have gone into even higher drive and actually even lunged even harder. So just holding the dog back might have created, you know, a, a pretty bad situation. Um, a lot of people think it's the remote collar that did it. You know, what did you do wrong? I wasn't there. I don't know. Next. Remote collars aren't magic, though. There's training involved. Stop. There's, tra- there's, tra- there's training involved. So it's not just about pushing buttons. Next. Are you sure? The same. Karen, do you One together? more thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hope you're having a great evening. Thanks, Karen. I am. Thank you so much. Always enjoy listening to you. I've learned so much and have a better dog now, too. Did you know that Joelle hates lists? <laughs> Next. Kim Williams, love watching the updates on Max. How is he doing now? Max has been doing great since day four. Yeah, Yeah, Max has been doing great since day four. He's a different dog. He's a different dog. Next. Caitlin, also my dog has been doing very well since I started training him using your methods. I had almost lost hope in him. Thank you for your free content. You're welcome. And just for full clarification, these aren't my methods. These are well-documented dog training methods. I mean, there's some things that we teach that a lot of people don't teach. like, Like... huge long durations, which we were mocked for just five or six years ago, place command for three hours, downstate for three hours, we were mocked for. And now everybody's doing it. So sit stays, um, we've been mocked for. Um, uh, The concept of come on command, we were mocked for. Um, uh, Head down, we get shit for. Um, So so it's just funny because first they make fun of you you know, they, what is the thing? They first they laugh at you, and then they praise you, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that like, but but the concept of reward and punishment that's been around forever. That that's unfortunately in the last thirty years, punishment's been taken away. Forty years, punishment's been taken away. But I'm glad that you're that you're enjoying our content and, and getting progress from it. Next, I think you're the OG though. No, not at all. Uh, MW. I just got I just got the big mouth. By the way, I'm muzzle training the bait dog. Just don't want her to think it's okay to be aggressive after this is all over. Would like to correct gently now if possible. Yeah, I mean, um, I would. I mean, muzzle training dogs is just really, really important. Next. Svenja, good evening, guys. Hey, Svenja, how are you? Lucy Paul, you bought a house in Florida. Does that mean you're going to come to Florida more? No, no. I've got, this is my third house in Florida. So somebody actually wanted to hire me down there. I was down there. They're like, "Oh, we're in Sarasota. Can you can you come over for a couple hours?" And I'm like, "Nope, can't do it." No. Um, I actually, it's funny because I scheduled the home inspection around when one of my houses had like a day of vacancy, um, and then I scheduled the closing 
on another time when the house, another house had a day of vacancy. I can't even stay in my own damn houses. So, um, because we just, we do such a good job, um, uh, uh, keeping them occupied. I think we're at 87% for the Florida houses. I've got to check my, my statistics. Um, I think we're about 80%, 87% occupancy rate. They do really well. I mean, I've got some, some months where obviously we're at a hundred percent, but these are houses that people are, but they'll rent for a whole month. They'll some the next year. Someone's renting the house. They wanted that. They wanted a three month rental and there's no discount. It was like a 5% discount. It's like, it's like, no, because they're so booked. We don't need, we don't need that volume like that. So next. Megan, I have a lab who comes inside from time to time. And when we let her back outside with our two other dogs, she growls at them for a bit. Then she's okay. How can I stop the growling and aggressive behavior? Well, growling is necessarily aggressive behavior. So what's the dog really doing? So, um, I mean, if you want to stop growling, you just have to learn how to apply a proper punisher. But what's going on? Are the other dogs like rushing it? Is it getting in their face? Is it creating too much pressure on them? Is your dog in discomfort? Is it, you know, what, what's, what's happening? You know, or is your dog just going out there and just going after dogs and growling at them? Does it lead to anything else? But how do you stop growling, growling as you would say, no, you can use a bonker. A bonker is a, a rolled up towel. No, do the bonker. No, do the remote collar. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I stop most growling. There's some growling I'm okay with. If your dog was walking outside minding its own business and two dogs rushed it, and if the dog got out of growl, I'd be like, well, let's see what happens after that. And if the other two dogs run away from the growl, I'm like, well, we'll leave that alone. Next. Lori, of course, it was a mini educator in case you asked, LOL. Okay. Catherine, thank you again for all the free content. Oh, you're welcome, Catherine. Josue says hi. Hey, Josue. Gigi, tips on building toy drive and food drive? Mm-hmm. I'm really the wrong guy to ask. So I'm, that's not really – food drive, what we do with food drive is we only use food for training. We just use food for training. We don't withhold food, but we only use it for training. We don't feed them out of a bowl. But I would talk to a sport dog trainer. Talk to a sport dog trainer. Michael Ellis has got some good videos on um, – because that's what he does. He's a sport dog trainer. So he's really good at building up toy drive and food drive. I think he's got some specific videos on just on that. But I'm not the, I'm not a good one to ask on that. Next. Heather, can you just clarify the whole no affection thing while rehabbing aggressive dogs? Does that mean zero pets when he reacts well in situations that he would typically be triggered by? Um, you have to just be really, really careful. Like what does your affection look like? Most people go over the top. They go over the top. So, you know, and, and you also have to think long game. So we absolutely will mark and reward a good decision by the dog. Absolutely. Good food. Click food. But most people with affection are getting all high-pitched voice, giggly, and overly affectionate to their dog. And then what happens is, by the way, guys, affection can hurt. Everybody wants to know how dogs become aggressive. Most likely, too much affection, too much permission, no consequences. That's how dogs become aggressive. Everybody's like, no, it was abused. No, it was not. No, it was beat. No, it was not. It was never told no and got way too much affection and freedom and no consequences. That's how dogs become aggressive. That's all I do. That's all I do is, but I work with aggressive dogs a lot. That's my specialty. So I know how they're getting aggressive and it's not from people like, you know, fighting dogs and beating dogs with two by fours. And no, it's not, it's not that at all. 
So what I do is I tell people cut down dramatically on the infection, knowing people that they still won't do it enough. They still won't do it enough because they don't have anything to scale it on. So it also affection can be displayed through other things. So playing fetch with your dog, going swimming with your dog, taking your dog for a walk, doing things with your dog. But if you're just sitting, but if you're just like spending time on the couch, cuddling your dog, but you're not holding your dog accountable and you're rehabbing your dog, you're going to struggle. Just think about rehab. Think about drug and alcohol rehab. You don't get much freedom. It's like, yeah, you stayed clean for another day. Awesome. We're not going to fucking throw a party for you. It's great. Yes. We'll build you up. But that's one day. Yep. Let's move to the next day. Let's see how it looks over a course of a time. Don't rush back into it. That's all I tell people to do is not to rush back into it. Next. Crixis. Hi, guys. Walking through the neighborhood. I can't believe how many dogs bark and scratch at the window. What the F? They don't know they can use newspapers? Oh, well. Yeah, but that's that's up to them. Everyone's on their own journey. You know what I mean? Everyone's on their own journey. I mean, if you're home, there's no reason why your dog should be barking in the house. You know? And if you're not home, a bark collar works great. Next. Holding on dog training. Hey, Ashley. Watched your resource guarding video with Food Bowl. Once proofed outside of the kennel, use same protocol inside the kennel. That's where the problem happens. If you get near kennel while he's eating. Yeah, just back the dog up with a remote collar. Absolutely. Next. Juan, hey, Jeff and Joelle, pup gashed his paw today. Glad he's learned to chill in his crate and do yeah. nothing. Been in there for 11 plus hours without licking his bandages. Three months ago, he wouldn't last an hour. Yeah. I remember when Tex had to get minor surgery, he had to wear a muzzle for 48 hours because mm-hmm. I can't put a cone on him and he would have ripped, ripped off the bandit, the bandages. So next. GG tips on building up engagement with your dog. Build, building up engagement with your dog? Just training. A lot of food stuff. You know, this is the same person asked about the food and the toy drive. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your baseline? This is it. What's the base? I mean, work builds engagement. Work. Work the dog. Get the dog excited to work. But there are many dogs out there that are just not excited to work. So we see them in our training center. Like, we have all these videos of all these dogs and people are like, geez, they look miserable. Well, guess what? They are fucking miserable. They came in miserable. Like, we didn't create the misery. Like, that's just how they are. We deal with a lot of fearful, nervous, shut down, you know, dogs that move slow, that are wary of everything, that just don't look enthusiastic about anything at all. So we don't get usually happy-go-luckies, ready-to-work dogs. So it can be hard. It can be challenging. But the more you do with your dog, believe it or not, it's not always about a reward, too. I can't tell you how many times I've corrected a dog, applied a punisher, and the dog goes, I'll pay attention to you, Jeff. That's a great way to get engagement. Next. Gigi, I was at a dog event today where someone with an overexcited lab was allowing him to go up to every dog. There was one who was nearly shouting with its body language that it wanted to get away. And I told the owner it needed to get its dog because the other was going to snap. Lo and behold, the other dog barked and snapped. Good. I got blamed. And got blamed for the encounter. I wish more people were versed on dog. You got blamed for the encounter. No, and got blamed. I oh. added that. <laughs> oh, right. Just making shit up. Oh. So, what? I added the I. I thought that's what it said. Oh. The hell? Me not know how to read. Put that on the list, too. <laughs> so, this is what I, this is, this is the thing. It's like, it's the ultimate rude behavior. 
Like, do you really think I want your dog running up to my dog? I don't. News alert. I don't. Just because you have a dog, that doesn't mean I want your dog running up to my dog. It's like, I don't want every guy with a fucking penis to whip it out and rub up against me either. What? Whoa. We both have penises. That wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't a good example? No. Why not? Person's got a dog. They let their dog run up to your dog. Person's got a penis. They run up and they let you go up against your penis. Okay. That wasn't a good example? That's great. The best yet. I'll come up with a different example next time. Next. <laughs> Crystal, is it reasonable to expect to be able to train my dog? Not to mark outside. He marks everything, even the lawn furniture. Yeah. He never marks indoors. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, that's disgusting. The lawn furniture. Like, yeah, you can correct the dog for doing that. Bonk, remote collar. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan of that. Number one, if the dog can control it. The dog can control it. Now, this is a great example where people are like, we let dogs be dogs. Oh, so my dog should just piss on everything? Like on everything. Literally on everything. I should just piss like all the fur yeah, like the furniture, the gas grill, the sandbox, the kids' toys, the pool, the pool vacuum, like everything. Everything. Well, that's what dogs do. No. Next. Gigi, uh, this is a continuation. I missed it. She said, body language and wouldn't let their dog greet everything that moved. Oh, wish more people knew dogs. And yeah. Yeah, but they don't know dogs. So they just have to, you don't have to know dogs that well. You just have to have fucking common sense. It's common sense. It's common courtesy. It's how not to be a fucking dick in life. Keep your dog. Like, you don't need to know that my dog doesn't. You don't have to – okay, here's a great thing. You don't need be able to – you don't need to be able to read my dog's body language that says my dog doesn't want to meet your dog. You don't have to have any dog skills whatsoever. You just have to understand common public decency, and that's keep your fucking dog away from my dog. That's it. That's all you need to know. Good night, Joel. Good night, <laughs> You didn't even bring him to work today. I know. We were so busy. Tomorrow. Yeah. Will you go to work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to skateboard again. The skateboard? Are you going to help out? Yeah? All right. What do we do today? Why couldn't we go to work today? What do we do? Uh, Lots of swimming. Yay. Lots of swimming. All right. Uh, go. Ow. Get out of here, kids. <laughs> That response is classic. I don't know. (laughs) Catherine, I've been told that GSDs make terrible service dogs. I have no experience with what breed, um, with that breed, but I'm skeptical of blanket statements like that. I wonder how important breed is to choosing a service dog. What do you think? I think, I think that's a wide paintbrush stroke. I mean, I think every breed of dog can make a terrible service dog. I think finding a good candidate for a service dog and any breed is extremely difficult in 2019. So, next. Marlon, best dog food for Belgian Malinois, origin or taste of the wild? Mm, origin was just bought by Nestle, I believe. Taste of the wild was bought by Diamond. So taste of the wild has been owned by Diamond oh, for yeah, a while. They've been owned, owned for Do- Do- Diamond for a while and when they had that big recall. So, you know, I would switch. To, I would just, I would investigate raw. 
I would investigate raw dog food. So go to pet.nutrition, pet.nutrition on Instagram. Tell me sent you. I'm still waiting for the asshole that told me there was like, what? science doesn't say that raw dog food is better. It's like, well, science does say that fucking kibble is killing dogs. That's for sure. And so does the FDA or whoever oversees it. And I'm still waiting for the photos of any dog in the world. I'm sorry, any animal in the world, including wild dogs, any animal in the world eating eating prepared food in its natural elements. I'm not talking about a dog that gets into the trash can or a bear that gets into the trash can and eats your freaking McDonald's. Um, I'm talking about like in its natural elements. Show me it, show me a fucking animal that knows how to fucking light a fire. Us? Could you imagine okay. that? Could you imagine that? Got a deer out there trying to freaking like use them little like those little the the, the lighters that you go like this to get the yeah. flame out to start your gas grill. Next. Mm-hmm. Best behave pops talking to code here. I'm assuming this is training to, I don't know, Bruss Griff four-month pups. Yep. Separate crates, both peeing, pooping, and crates. Have tried all of your protocols. Owner's just not getting it. Any suggestions? Two dogs of the same age? Two dogs, four months old. Yeah, send one back. Is it theirs or they're working with a client? Sounds like a client. Yeah, send one back. So they shouldn't have two, they shouldn't have two puppies, raising two puppies at the same time. They're going to really, they're going to really, really struggle. They're going to really, really struggle. Um, so as far as like using all my protocols, probably not. I mean, cause I really haven't talked about housebreaking protocols that, that much. Um, I would check for a UTI number one. Um, you know, there's, there's, I'm not there. So, you know, but, but check for a UTI number one, monitor their food, monitor their, um, uh, their water, um, shrink the size of the crate, make sure you take them out on a regular scheduled uh, potty time, um, uh, 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 teach them calming stuff in the crate. They shouldn't be moving around in the crate. And there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do, but, but I have firm conversations with people that, that get two puppies that, you know, at the same time. Next. Karen GSD lover. Do you think it's more difficult to train a dog with low drive versus higher drive? My dog responds, but very slowly. What are your thoughts? Thanks. Um, I mean, I think it's a catch-22. I mean, I think there's a benefit to to, to, to both. I mean, some dogs that are always high drive, if you don't know how to put an off switch on them, you're going to really, really struggle. Um, And then there's low, you know, just have to understand that low drive dogs, you can, I don't want to say increase their drive, but you can increase their motivation, though. You can increase their motivation. Um... You know, as a family pet dog trainer, you know, we see both. We're we're we're, we're comfortable with both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, th- having a dog unmotivated to learn is probably harder. Next. Yeah, yeah. Kristen, after a pack walk, we all chat. One foster dog will get more reactive as time goes on chatting. That constant popping of the prong is annoying. Not sure if the foster would be open to bonking. Help. You can use a remote collar. You can use a remote collar just to to, to it's all if it's all arousal based. They're probably missing a lot of signs. The dog's probably just slowly getting aroused, and they need to just put a squash on that. Next. Michelle, working with a dog that has great recall inside the house and in the front yard, turns on a dime and comes to the front, but take her across the street, and she recalls slowly and moves past me. Teach the dog to recall to front, so or recall to sit, recall to down. So train the dog that, number one, so you don't get blow-bys. And then as far as across the street, that's because it's a different picture for the dog and it is more distractions. So a remote collar is going to dramatically help 
speed that up. Um, but also I would just make your recalls recall to a sit in front of you. It doesn't have to be like a proper front, like a competition front. Next. The vertically challenged. Thought I'd give you a laugh at the store last week. I tried to pet my service dog in training. Intercepted and pet his hand first. Direct eye contact. Don't think he'll ever try to pet a working dog. <laughs> he might. You can always next time try bending the hand backwards. They usually drop to their knees pretty quick. Or grabbing him by his shirt collar and throwing him to the ground. <laughs> Megan Power Call. <laughs> Um, the dog knows how to do place really well and stays there for a while, but he whines a lot while he's there. What do you suggest? I have an e-collar and he wears it while in place. Yeah, I would use the remote collar. You have to figure out what level it's going to, your levels are going to go up and down on that. It's all based on arousal. It's annoying as hell, obviously. And, um, what you're going to be doing is you're going to be using the remote to just figure out where, like what level, you know, it might be continuous. You might be, it might be momentary. It might be really low it might be working your way up you just have to figure it out there's no there's no exact level where, where it's going to be next phantoms reach thanks guys oh you're welcome if you haven't signed up um for our our, our youtube channel just hit um sally canine training to join it and then hit your alerts feel free to give us a thumbs up or a f- thumbs down if you don't like the show next denise when are you coming to collingwood um, Jeff, I'll be there in two weekends. Melissa posted the link. Yep. So Seminars.com. Working spots are sold out, but you can still get an audit spot and you will still learn a ton from an audit spot. Everyone thinks the dog has to be there and the dog does not have to be there. You will learn so much. Next. Scattered storm. <laughs> looking at me. I think service dogs should have public access license. That would be as legitimate as driver's license. Even if people continue to fake a service dog, at least their dog would be well-behaved. I mean, almost all dogs have public access training. I can't look at you when you ask a question now. I mean, what are these rules now? You're putting rules? Yes. (laughs) No lists. No looking. (laughs) No asking me to do math. No math stuff. And now I have geography, too. I don't know. Okay. Who's the top oh, yeah. So you don't have to answer those. <laughs> Good pup Wellesley just started wait list for my training services. All thanks to Look you and T3. So many thanks awesome. for how your content changed my life. Wow. 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 So happy for you. Super proud of you. I'm not surprised at all. You're a fucking rock star. Next. Mm-hmm. Do good work. Work hard. Show your shit. Put stuff out there. Be nice. You're going to be successful in this industry. Next. Jennifer, do you come to what's MN? Minnesota? Manitoba. <laughs> I really am like so bad at those. It's Maine. It's Maine. Oh yeah, not uh, Maine's ME. I know it is. Oh, okay. See, I knew that one. <laughs> Montana. No, that's MT. Good, I know it is. Is it in Minnesota? So you're, yes, it's Minnesota. Okay, good. So I'm right. So do you come uh, to Minnesota? Am I coming to, I'm going. No, I got Fargo, North Dakota. All those other ones. Fargo, North Dakota, mm, Vancouver, Canada. That's a stretch, but that's not close at all. That's, I know it's not. I'm just thinking. I think it's like go go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. North Dakota's probably come to Vegas. Just fly to Vegas. Fly to the Vegas seminar next. Everybody just come to Vegas. Yep. Um, Nina donated two dollars. Hi Jeff and Joelle. Thank you. Skull can create calmness. Oh, awesome. Woohoo. Um, Melissa said, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. Great quote. 
There you go. Yes. Canadian. Hey, if you have a leash reactive dog, would you start structure to start and then work around dogs or would you stop the leash reactivity first and then work on structure? Depends on your skill set. Depends on your skill set. And depends on can you get away with not walking your dog for a week while you're working on leadership skills and foundation training. Um, there's two theories to what well, there's probably more than two theories to that. Um, we have no problem taking a leash reactive dog and literally on day one making leash reactivity suck. And then boom, now we train you other stuff. Also with some folks though, it's like, nope, let's do interior work first, leadership skills, baseline training, um, do some interior healing and then get you outside. So whatever your skill set you feel comfortable with. Next. Really waiting on that. Um, Canadian, how long does it typically take a dog to stop being fearful? She's scared of everything as soon as you step out of the apartment I, door. I have no oh, idea. Oh, Even sorry. inside, so skittish, started to work on confidence work. Okay. If hold it, on, hold on. There's more. I'm able to get her to come and put a... <laughs> And put a collar and leash on, but she's still so scared and won't pay attention unless we're inside of her house. Okay. Now I'm done. Thank you. So if anybody can give you an answer on that, they're full of shit and they just want to sound smart. So, you know, how long does it take to make it to stop a dog from being fearful? Nobody can answer that question. Nobody at all can answer that question without being like, I don't know, more, more than two weeks, less than two years. All right. It all depends on your skill set. And most people working with a fearful dog are actually doing the opposite of what they should be doing. When you see it, when you own a fearful dog, most people are accommodating it, overly affectioning it, soothing it, where they should actually be challenging it and holding it accountable. But that goes against what your heart is telling you. So fearful dogs is very head centric and not real heart centric when you're rehabbing them. Um, and it's hard for owners to do because of the emotional bond they have with the dog. We can do it, which doesn't mean we're cold hearted, but it means like we understand what it takes. So not to compare us to, um, an emergency room physician or nurse who can, and, and then your parents, if you're in the emergency room and you just got in a horrific car accident, your parents show up, they're obviously going to be hysterical, but I would hope that the doctor would not be hysterical because I, because they, they have a job to do and they're a professional and they've seen it a lot. So they'll be more successful um, uh, at, at rehabbing. Plus they have a knowledge base. So again, it all depends on your skill set. Next. Mm, scattered storm. Honestly, if you don't give your dog physical affection freely, it's more precious when it is given. Correct. Canadian, I already read that. Uh, Robin, if my dog for some reason is not quite finished her heat, but nearing the end, can we still come to the seminar? Yeah, we'll take a chance. We'll take a chance. We'll see. I mean, if it caught, I'm more concerned. I'm not worried about your dog getting knocked up. I'm worried about a dog fight, but it could be a fun distraction. Next. David, where do you recommend the dog eats in crate or out? When we had our Great Dane, we fed her in the crate and kept her in a while after to avoid bloat. I'm a big advocate of, well, you can feed your dog wherever you want to put it that way. But if I had a choice, I would say in your, in the crate and then the dog, you go in to get the bowl. It takes five minutes to eat, get the bowl. Dog backs away from the bowl, take it out and put it away. Next. 
Nicole, how do I stop my dog from whining at other animals on walks? My dog will whine and cry if he sees other animals, and if you correct, he yelps. Yeah, I don't know how you're correcting. I don't know. Everyone corrects a little bit differently. I mean, a lot of people have different definitions of correction. I have to see you doing the correction. It could be underwhelming. It could be overwhelming. Um, it could be the wrong timing. Um, remote cow is really going to help you dramatically, though. Next. Nicole, Joelle, sorry for being off topic. What dry shampoo do you use and what size curling iron? Your hair is always so cute. Batiste dry shampoo. You get it at Target. One inch curling iron. Thank you. Double DD. Hey, Jeff. Jeff, I wanted to thank you for the impact you've had, not just on my relationship with my dog, but in general. I learned to not care what others think and stay in my lane as you. Good. It's so important to stay in your lane. Bottom line is this. We, you, you hit the nail on the head. You, the reason why you have to stop caring about what other people think, think, because nobody gives a shit about you. They really don't. They really don't care about you. So people make comments. They don't really care. They're just assholes. So they'll say stuff, but they don't really care. Like once you're out of the picture – They'll be an asshole to somebody else. Like there's people that just go around being rude assholes to everybody. So they're not really thinking about you. So why would you care about them? Um, and even if they were thinking about you, that's their problem. That's their problem. I mean, I'm not even fun to hate anymore because I just don't respond. I just ban and delete people. I never, I never respond. I don't interact. It's just like, it's not fun. I be I become the non-fun guy. To, to even and people still do it. People are really upping their hate game now too. People are making videos and which always helps me. I mean, if you if you make a YouTube video and you put my name in it, Jesus Christ! I mean, you're really helping my SEO a lot. Um, but you also got to be careful because there's a copyright issue. Because it's the best way to get that video taken down is to put my name in your video that. Is hateful towards me. Um, so next. MW, love that kid. Such a sweetheart. Yeah, Angelo's a really great kid. We had naked Angelo today. Nice. Yeah. Um, twice, three times. Yeah, he was out there swimming a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's nice today. That was beautiful. First nice day in forever. I know. Ryan, dragons can cook their own food. <clears throat> Touche. Not all dragons. True. Like toothless can't shoot fire. Yeah. So not all dragons and, but do they though? Next. Probably not. Yeah. But do they? Probably not. Right. Right. Mm. We're the only species that cooks its own food. Mm -hmm. Walk in truth ministries. Love you guys. Show. This is Dr. J. What color brand is best? There are so many to choose from. Bonking does work. For what color brand? Oh. Collar brand? Um, oh, collar. Probably the mini educator. I mean, depends on what you're looking for, but I mean, the ones we have on our website, you don't have to buy them for much. You can buy them from Amazon. You save a little bit of money. Um, the mini educator 300 is a great, great starter collar. We use that for about 95% of the dogs. Next. Heather, I posted a picture of proper placement of the prong and e-collar and purely positive people shame me, of course. Of course. They posted links for articles by SPCA about why prongs are bad. Yep. So much misinformation yep. and lies. Why? Yep. Well, because they're hateful people. They're angry people. So, number one, the SPCA is not an expert on dog behavior at all. 
the SPCA does a crappy job advocating for dogs, number one. The SPCA is not the leading expert on anything at all, except for probably how to distribute hate and propaganda. And um, and I've never seen anybody that works in the SPCA rehab a dog or do a good job of training a dog. So there's that. If the SBA, if the SPCA was so fucking good at training dogs, why are dogs leaving shelters just not trained? And why are they adopting dogs out that have got that have got major behavioral issues? The SPCA is just a money machine. The reason why people are 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 giving you hate is because they're angry, hateful people. And they really don't care about you or the dog. What they're doing is what they're doing is they're using dogs as their vehicle to distribute hate. So I'm using dogs as my vehicle to change the world to make humans better and the world a better place. Everybody thinks I'm a dog person, I'm a human person. So but they're using dogs as their vehicle to be hateful. So they're hateful people. They're hateful people. It's, and it's also very, very unprofessional to um, go online and bash someone else. It's just very unprofessional, especially another business owner. It's, it's, the thing about that is, is the marketplace is aware of it. Like, I would never hire a trainer. Like, I won't hire an employee that talks bad about their past employer. Like, why would I hire you? Like, you really want to fuck up a job interview, talk shit about your past employee. Um, and then for, for a dog trainer to bash another dog trainer, all these people that are jumping on, you know, the bandwagon of hate, it's like, you do realize that the consumer is watching you. The consumer notices and it's a turnoff and you're going to lose business because of it. But some people feel that they need to increase their business by knocking everybody else down. Then there's other people that just want to build their business up through helping other people. So there's a lot of hateful people out there, unfortunately. Next. Rebecca. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. Rebecca from Reno, having amazing results utilizing the tools since her one-on-one session with both of my dogs. Awesome, Rebecca. Rebecca, proud of you. They're still separated from the fosters, so if by accident they get together and a fight does break out, how do I break it up? Don't have a fucking fight, Rebecca. Don't have a fight. Work tirelessly not to have a fight set up lots of different levels of protocol every dog fight is usually going to be human error so if you do have a fight i keep dominant dog collars on them i mean the only way depends how intense the fight is if they're truly truly committed the only way to really do it is like choke the dog out a lot of people say pick up their back legs that doesn't work on a lot of the dog fights that i've seen um you know some people say pour water on the dog that doesn't always work you know, air horn, that doesn't always work, you know, so I would spend as much time as possible making sure that they never have a fight. Next. Uh, Catherine, yeah, finding good candidates for service dog training seems like an art form. I'm trying to learn to do it, and I'm looking into formal training for myself to figure out how to do that. Thanks again. It's very hard. I mean, most dogs that are, I mean, I think there's, 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 because I know breeders that are breeding for service dogs, and sometimes 50% of them wash out, sometimes higher than that. And these dogs are specifically bred for service dog work. Next. Um, David, what problems will I be looking at if I have two intact males in the house? Um, I mean, any two dogs in general, there could be a fight. 
Um, can you successfully have intact males? Sure. Absolutely. All depends on your skill set. All depends on your skill set. I mean, we have two intact males in our training center and we don't have problems, but we also have got a certain skill set. So, you know, marking might be a bigger problem than anything. Um, you know, just because they're intact, I mean, put it this way, every, you're going to need a lot of pressure to, to spay and neuter your dog. And I, I'm an advocate of spay and neuter, but I'm not going to be the guy that says that because it's not going to stop unwanted behaviors. Every aggressive dog that we've gotten in, every dog fight, every family that we deal with dog fights in, those dogs have been desexed already. So that didn't stop it. So I think a lot of it has to is based on your skill set as, as an owner and as a handler. The more structure you have, the more consequences that you have. And if these are younger dogs earlier in their life, um, make sure, you know, until these dogs are 18 months old, you don't know what you have. So be careful about, you know, congratulating yourself too early. It's like, yeah, they're nine months old and they're getting along great. It's like, yeah, waiting three more months. Next. Gigi, thanks. you got a good head on your shoulders, and it's so refreshing in the dog world. You save so many dogs' lives, and it's amazing. Bless. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. <clears throat> Scattered Storm, I think if normal pets were allowed to have public access license allowing dogs in public, too, it would take away the incentive to fake a service dog. Um, I think so, too. I mean, I think that, that I mean, we all should strive for – we also strive for public access, whether we're allowed to be in public or not, just because, I mean, I think we should be able to take our dogs everywhere and they should behave. So when you have that opportunity to rises, well then, and there are some cities that are more friendly than others. Where we've been, Frederick, Maryland is pretty dog friendly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your dogs can do a really good job of it. Next. Jeff says, good day from Ozzy. Oh, hey, how are you? Kristen, thank you for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Lori, Joelle, I just love you. Always make me smile. Both of you are adorable. Thanks, Lori. I'll give the adorable to her. She can have all my adorable. Not that she needs it, but just like that be to her. It's okay to compliment her (laughs) on her own. She needs that once in a while for her ego. Nobody else is doing it. (laughs) Thanks, Lori. You're so nice. Melanie, hi there from the UK, Ireland. Please don't hold that against me, LOL. No hate towards what you do. I think the work you do and your staff do is amazing. I have a two-year-old Roddy called Ragnar. Oh, I like that name. So I actually have a lot of clients from, I have a lot of, you know, Skype clients from the UK. But that is where we get most of our hate from, is the UK. Um, it's really, really funny. It's comical, actually. Next. Jennifer. I have a Chewini that barks all the time. We can't go to dog parks, walk, or any or anywhere other dogs are because he barks and whines until they leave. What should I do? Well, number one, barking is easy to stop. Number one, but don't you want to stay away from dog parks? Dog parks are pretty toxic. There's nothing nothing good's gonna ever happen, you know, at a dog park. So what I would do is let's forget about going to a dog park. As far as like how to stop how to stop barking though is the way you want to stop barking is are you, what are you walking your dog on? Are you walking your dog on a, on a, on a, a prong collar? You can get a chewini. Depends on the, how many pounds. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. I'm exhausted. I was up at two forty five this morning. <laughs> New record. No, it's not. What the fuck was wrong with me though? Woo! I was like, should I go to the gym now? God, so, sick. um, uh, just you know, get a little prong collar, and then your dog starts barking. You say no, and you 
pop it. Just give it a quick correction. Just tell it to, you just have to teach your dog to shut up. That's all. No one's ever told the dog to shut up before. So it's, it's time for you to do it. Next. Scattered Storm. I saw some people asking why people pet when dogs whine. It sounds like babies crying, researching, reaching over to soothe the noise is instinctive. Yep. I have to stop myself when my GST whines. It's also self-soothing. Correct. Yeah, that's that's people don't even know they're doing it. People don't they don't even know that they're doing it. So that 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 happens often. Um and 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 it's funny because when somebody watches a video of the intake, like owners are always doing that. Mm-hmm. They're always doing that. And people like, that's why you put that little disclaimer up there that says like, don't bash owners. They're here for help. They don't even know. Like a lot of times if we show a video back of the intake to the owner, they're like, holy shit. Like, I I can't believe I I was like, my God, I'm petting my dog all the time. Like when you show them a video of it, they get it. They just don't know they're doing it. They just don't know they're doing it. Next. Uh, Nicole, love the look on people's faces when they see my dogs listening to me. Every owner you help ends up being little advertisements for your company. People ask who trained them. I just mentioned your channel. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny. I'm not worried about getting advertisements for my company. I just want – like, you guys are doing all the work. You guys are doing all the work. That's the big that, – that's that's the thing is, like, I don't need I don't need kudos or thank yous at all. I'm excited for you guys. Like I, my whole life has, my whole life has been lacking of praise. <laughs> so, which might be a, which might be an issue between your parenting and my, my folks and me, but I, just but, getting deep tonight, guys. But, but my whole life has just been, I'm just doing things to, I'm doing things for the satisfaction of doing a good job. Bottom line. I'm, I'm doing things for a satisfaction of doing a good job. And if your dog is doing great, I mean, that's nice that you're giving me praise, but you really should be giving yourself 100% of the praise. 100% of the praise. I, I didn't do anything at all. And the reason why I didn't do anything is this. Information is free. Information is very, very abundant. The internet now has made everything available. Everything available. Most people won't do the work. They won't do it at all. So, obviously, many people that hear my information don't apply it. So, the people that are applying it, what's the difference between those folks and the other folks? They're getting the results. So that's who should be really getting the credit is all of you, is all of you. You should be getting all the credit. It's really funny. I was talking to somebody. I was doing a Skype session with somebody and about like I got brought up. I got mentioned in some sort of consulting feed about like Jeff puts out just so much social media hoping to get like business from it because he doesn't do a call to action. So if you notice, the only call to action I might do is on my seminar tickets because we've got a limited amount of time to sell them and then the seminar is gone, yeah. right? But on all, you'll notice on all my social media, on all my social media, you'll never see it say, put your email in here, call here, click this link, and you have to put your email address in. You can give it, like we have a mailing list. And so you go in some sort of sales funnel 
that we can then pound you with stuff. Because the thing is that a lot of these these marketing folks, they want to know what the ROI is of every video of this podcast, of you know a photo you put out of, of an ad. And people underneath a false assumption that I'm just shooting for as many clients as possible. Little do they know that I turn away five to $8,000 worth of business a week because I don't think they're the right client. But they also are missing the biggest picture that there is, the most important picture that there is. Now, one piece other than a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad literally promoting a ticket to my seminar series, that's a very direct thing. None of my content is to bring me business at all. None of it at all. And that's the part that fucks with people, especially like sales gurus and marketing professionals and people that are like, you know, why are you giving out all this stuff? Like, what's the ROI? Which is return on investment, by the way. You know, what's the ROI? How do you, you, you can't, you can't figure out the ROI on free shit. It's free. It's free. I mean, there's no opt-in. I have no way of tracking any of this stuff, nor do I want to. I don't want to track any of this stuff because all I care about is helping as many people as possible with no obligation of anything in return. That's all I care about. And that's the part that's a mind fuck for so many people. Yeah. They just don't fucking get it. Wait till you hear. I'm working on a testimonial right now. Wait until you like, we had this exact conversation with us. Did you? Cool. Cool. All right. Top chat. Julie Richmond would love to hear a little characteristic about each of your dogs, excluding Joelle's. For example, my female dog loves to sit. Including Joelle's, not excluding. Would sit on my (laughs) male dog's face and he lets her. We can all guess what that's about. I'm not, Julie, I'm sorry you spent $10.99, but I'm not going to spend my, my, this limited time here telling you characteristics about my dog. I want to be able to answer questions. You know, that could be a good thing we can go over. Like, I don't know when I'm out by the swimming pool or something, but not, but not on the Q and a show. So mm-hmm. next. Um, shoot. Where are we? Robin. Um, I've been working on double down outside and it's going so well. <clears throat> then now when I ask my dog for just to sit, she will double down as default. Also, she's uncomfortable. She puts herself in the down. You can actually correct that part. When you say sit, you can actually make sure the dog actually does a sit. Mm-hmm. Next. Scattered storm, by the way. I left all the Facebook groups I had no reason to be in after you said they're all hate groups. I realized how true that is. Yeah, they're all hate groups. They're all, 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 they're all hate groups. I, I belong to a, um, I think I belong to an RV group. I might have gotten out of that. And then I belong to a... Are there hate in RV group? No, yeah, there's hate everywhere. An off-grid group, which is good, unless they talk about, like, sometimes I'll show a dead animal, but it's like... You like, should join some of the raw feeding groups. Yeah, but even... I, I just don't like... I like to stay in my lane. Yeah. I just like to stay in my lane. I'm not, alert. I'm not... I watch everything. But I'm not a group stuff. person by general. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally have never been a group person. Next. Robin said, should I enforce the sit if I ask or allow the day? Absolutely enforce the sit. Next. Brenda, I love the round grip on the back of your device. My 10-inch tablet is a pain to hold and type. You can get, okay, what so, would Jeff do? So here we go. Let's get some ROI. Marketing. On, let's get some <laughs> ROI on that comment. 
go to whatwouldjeffdo.com and you can order yours. Your very own. For ten ninety nine with free sh- with free shipping. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and then you can get a complimentary sticker too. Ooh. Next. Brenda, I love oh, I already read that. Blake. Do you know of a good place to get a Dutch Shepherd? And yes, I can teach the basic commands. No. <laughs> Blake, you listened to the last show. Um, I actually do not. I do not at all. Um, getting a Dutchie, um, my buddy Eric probably knows. Give Eric at Van Ness. He's not a breeder, but he has access to, to – also depends on what you want to do. If you want to do sport, he doesn't really deal with sport dogs. He deals with – police protection dogs. Um, but give Eric at Van S canine in Ohio a call. He might have a resource. He doesn't have any, but he might have a resource next. Amy, does place have to always be the same place? Like the dog bed? Can we use it when out at a park or on a walk and want to sit? Make a bench place. Well, 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 hold on here. Let's be careful with that. When you want to sit, that's sit. No, when they wanted to sit down. Okay, so place, though, is always an object. It is always an object. Down is way more universal. You can down your dog on anything. Place is always going to be on something, though. So just be careful you don't you don't mix up mix up the two. Excuse me, confuse the dog. But yes, it does not have to be the same thing. Next, Catherine, assisting at a vet hospital. I saw a share of dogs come in with injuries from the local dog parks. Yeah, yeah, dog parks are terrible, guys. Next. Ellie, thanks for all you do. Love popping on a live stream. Safe travels. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you'll be able to just, as far as our travels are concerned, Instagram stories is where a lot of nonsense happens. <laughs> Joelle is always doing something, like on Snapchat. You love the filters, though. He gets right into character. I'm like, hey, Jeff, here's this old lady um, filter. And he, like, doesn't miss a beat. Like, no prompting. He's just like, let's go. Joelle, I do it for you. <laughs> I do it because mod. <laughs> I, I do it because that's your thing. So I'm just helping you out a little bit. Okay. You do so much for me. I do that for you. Well, that's so nice. Yeah. Next. So sweet. Kim, first time watching you. Oh, thanks, Kim. You didn't scare her away yet. Nah. Catherine. I haven't said fuck too much this time. Or no, you haven't. I haven't yelled or screamed. You're really calm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that 2:45 wake up call. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it just calms me down a little bit more. Next. Catherine, there's always a time in life for praise. You inspire people. Oh, thank you. Ari, I have a whippet, and people tell me sighthounds are less motivated to human please as they were bred to work independently. Have you worked with many sighthounds? Have you noticed a difference? The only ones that are working less independently are some of your like livestock guardian dogs, which are like those dogs work independently, but I think that's such a blanket statement that's full of shit. Next. Gigi, what drew you to own a Malinois? Um, its owner committed suicide. So um, um, it's public information. Um, uh, Tex was owned by a wonderful, wonderful man named uh, Tim Sa- Tim Samuels. Um, and um, in August nah, – shoot, I'm sorry – for his uh, fucking up his memory. Um, I believe it was August 9th. Um, uh, he was a client from probably about a year prior and, um, he was struggling with depression and, um, uh, he came to us for a boarding train. And ironically, I always said I would never own a Malinois. Um, 
and uh, one day he um, ended up um, uh, committing suicide. And uh, within an hour or two, we got a call from a relative uh, telling us what happened. And would we please take um, uh, texts? And uh, I said, you know, if you can get him up here, he was in Pennsylvania. I wasn't going down anywhere near there at the time. If you can get up here, yes, we'll take him. And then he was at the center for about a week. And then I said, let me see if he worked out with my family. So I made sure he got along with my dogs, um, which he did. And then made sure he got along with my kids, which he did. And so then um, I made him my family dog. And now he travels, travels with me. Um, and he's part of my pack. Um, and it's a good dog. He's, he's a good dog. Yep. Thanks. Jacqueline, when using an e-collar, how do you make sure you're not using a level that is too intense? My dog will eat things it's not supposed to, and it will eat faster when using subtle stim. Only stops once I go higher, but then it will be very skittish with me after it takes time to rebuild trust. So you answered your own question there. I mean, you answered, so this is the thing. You, 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 you're better off. Okay, you can't underwhelm the dog. You have to overwhelm the dog. So when it comes to eating rocks, I mean, your dog could die. Let's put, let's put this into scale. If your dog doesn't stop eating rocks, it could die. That's just the truth. That's just, that's just how it is. So if I had a dog eating rocks, I would correct it at the highest level, and I would make the act of eating rocks suck. If you're unemotional about it, meaning you don't really say any words, you can use the tone first on the collar and then tone and then shock. So the tone is your no, that's your marker, and then high level shock. Your dog is skittish because you just applied massive discomfort to your dog. One of the reasons why dogs and people struggle, with, oh, you don't have to do that. Really? Really, show me how you stop pica. Show me how you do that. Really, without a punisher. Without a punisher, show me how you do that. It can't be done. What should we do? A dog's eating a rock, and you, what should you do? Redirect it? Give it a bone to eat instead? That's a stupid idea. This isn't directed at you, but it's directed to people that are anti-punishment. See, the people that are anti-punishment are not living in the real world. They literally don't live in the real world at all. Um, so as far as the dog being skittish, you could be, if you're yelling at your dog, that can make the dog skittish. No tools whatsoever, your dog can become skittish. So if you are just applying tone, which is your marker, following it up with high-level shock, could your dog be nervous? Obviously it is afterwards, but it's not about re- rebuilding trust. It's probably not a trust issue. You just freaked your dog out. But we have to weigh our, you know, we have to be, we have to be careful there. And then they're going to have people that are like, well, keep the dog away from rocks. Yeah. And keep the dog away from air. No, there's rocks everywhere. And maybe there's no rocks in your yard, but I want to, I'm actually want to take my dog places. So again, there's people that actually don't live in the real world that are giving out this advice. So don't make a big deal of it. Just move on and work with your dog. Next. 
Kim. Um, guys, live. Enjoyed every minute of it, but I'm fighting sleep now. Keep up the great work, and I look forward to loads more content. All right. Thanks, Kim. Thanks for being here. Get some rest. Heather, so just ban and delete those comments when I get them from pure positive people trying to help educate, but not sure when okay. it's right to respond, okay. and when should okay. I just delete? Okay. Who's that? Heather. Okay. Heather, let me make this really easy for you, Heather. Never, ever, ever, ever respond. Ever respond. Ban and delete. If it's if it's threatening, screenshot it, report, ban and delete. Don't delete first. Ban first, so then the you know, the comment, the person's name stays there, and then ban them. And don't block them, ban them. Never respond, never engage, never explain. Why? They don't give a shit. You got to trust me on this one. They don't care. The best thing you can do is put out massive amounts of content. And I can't tell you how many people make a comment saying, I used to be against prong collars, but after watching your content, I felt more comfortable with it. Not by me convincing them, but by watching your content. I assure you, that's you're trying to ask somebody to change their religion. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to ask them to change their religion. It's not going to happen. They need to walk their own path. They need to walk their own journey. There are so many people out there that actually want your help. The energy that you're spending trying to educate people who don't give a flying fuck about you and have way more time than you do. And this is the ironic part. And this is not a sexist comment at all. This is based on somebody who gets lots of hate and whose colleagues get lots of hate. Females are the worst offenders. Females are the worst offenders. And the female on female hate is out of control. And I find that incredibly ironic. Incredibly ironic. Considering that the conversation out in mainstream media, which is, I don't like listen to mainstream media, but it's like all about, and this is not, again, defending men. An asshole is an asshole and it has no sex. All right? An asshole is an asshole and has no sex. But I find it so many women are keeping women down through bullying. It is incredible. Bullying and shaming. It is incredible. Incredible. So, well, my female colleagues are getting, like, it's incredibly amount of hate they get from females. It's incredibly amount of hate they get from verbal attacks on the street, in public, 
somebody coming up to them and verbally assaulting them. Could you imagine if that was a role reversal? Oof. Right? What's the difference? Hate is hate. Bullying is bullying. So, next. Jay, I know you don't need it, but thank you anyway. You guys are awesome. I've learned so much, and it does make me proud when I tell people that, yes, my two dogs were trained by me. Awesome. Good. Joelle needs the, she knows she needs a little lift up, though, once in a while. He said you guys. Yeah, but you need the affirmation sometimes. I'll be okay. It's not always about me. You know, you love to think so. <laughs> Next. Melanie, <laughs> I honestly never thought I would use a prong collar, but guess what? It worked along with clicker and food rewards. He stopped pulling me. He walks by my side, and I feel awesome, and so does Ragnar. Good job. Yeah. yeah we, use, we use food and prong collar, food and clickers too, guys. We do that as well. All day long, all you do is hear is click, 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 click at the training center. Yes, 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 yes. favorite clicker. Yep, at the training center. It's not the one that I use. God, no. I hate that thing. That's the worst sound. Can you bring your favorite clicker to the next seminar? No, because you'll lose it or steal it. Well, can we buy some on Amazon real quick? It's actually a PetSmart one. Okay, let's go to PetSmart. Okay. Next. Katie, my border collie, 16 weeks, holds place several hours a day, so I only use the crate at night. I'm a stay-at-home mom. Should I still be in the crate? Should she still be in the crate 18 to 20 hours a day, or will place do the same? No, no, no. If you've got good control of your dog like that, that's fine. That's fine. Next. Melanie says, also waiting on the e-collar to arrive. Awesome. Good job. Amber, since you're into raw feeding, do you use natural flea meds? For flea and tick, I'm actually not using anything. Are you using anything? Not yet, but I'm going to have to get Soresto again. Really? That stuff's not good. The collar. It's not good. What's better, poisoning their blood with pills? No. What's the alternative? There's, a, there's, 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 there's herbal stuff you can and do. West got Lyme disease using it. Mm, Ticks probably aren't so bad here, but Massachusetts. That stuff, really but those collars are terrible. They've always been fine with them. Okay. They've worn them for years. Next. Um, JJ says, haha, that phone knob thing would get in my way. No, you can like put it back in, like, see, now it's like reverse, like, no, it's hard to put in your pocket. It's really not. Well, I can fit them in my jeans, my tight jeans. You can fit this in your pocket. That is like some lame ass excuse. Next. Melissa says, Jess Pop Socket stickers and clothing are available here. She posted the link. That's right. Oh, it's ROI. Make sure we track that ROI, Melissa. Ellie says, Ha, love the IG stories. Can't wait for Maud and Joel. <laughs> is Joel around? Yeah. Joel's back? Joel's back. How about Maud? Yeah, she's still there. She's still there? She never left. All right. Brenda, okay, we'll order round grip. I'm in Ontario, Canada, but can't get to calling at this time. Ooh, we, we can't don't sh- ship to we, Canada. We don't ship to Canada. You gotta come to the seminar. You gotta come to the seminar. <laughs> you could also come to uh, the Buffalo. We're getting a bunch of people from Canada that are going to the Buffalo seminar, Sharon Springs, and the Fargo, North Dakota seminar. Next. Richard, do you have any recommendations on training at Taste Hound? Thanks. What's a Taste Hound? The same thing we do for everything else. All the same training we do. Follow our videos. Next. Blessing says hi. Oh, thank you, hi, Blessing. Blessing. Uh, Vanessa, a six-month-old Pomsky, was a wild, crazy puppy. After using the bonker and getting the e-collar, she stays in place for hours or in crate with the door open. No biting or leash pulling. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Next. That's all? Okay. 
Dasha, I sent two people to your videos for training after they asked me who trained my dog. Oh, nice. I was able to say I did it with the help from a great trainer, you. Thank you for all your free content. Awesome. Good. I'm really proud of you guys. You guys are doing really great work. It's so funny the amount of like like you, I mean, you, you, you see all the same stuff that I see on our social platforms, but especially on, on the DMs on mm-hmm. Instagram, there's just people around the world. Mm-hmm. Like these people are from everywhere, Poland yeah. and Germany and Japan and China. Yeah. Nobody from North Korea though. wonder why. We're not having dogs in North Korea. So, um, oh my God, you're sick. so it's, but it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. It's really beautiful to see all these folks. The internet brings the internet really has brought the world really close together. Mm-hmm. And and that's why people are like, you, if you're an asshole on the internet, man, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. Everybody knows. Next. Darlene, can I use a tone instead of the word come and then apply pressure for very long distance recall yep, training? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. If you train that, if you train it. Yep. Ellie, oh, wanted to share the other day, my service dog in training and I were walking to a client's downtown and a dog lunged at us, ended up bruising my legs pretty bad. I smacked the shit out of the dog. Good. And told its owner he needs a trainer. The owner yelled at me for hitting his dog. Oh, well. And I rolled my eyes and walked away. I'll always defend my pup and I. Yep. And by lunge, I mean dog's front legs were up on my thighs, barking, growling in my face. Yeah, that's a problem. Yep. That would have gotten a good swift boot from me. And it's, again, it's an entitled, it's entitled mentality. And folks need to understand that's not acceptable behavior. And the best way to do it is from a calm manner, never yelling at all, matter of fact, and just say, we can, you know, I mean, this is America. So bring the fucking police in right now if you want to. Your dog attacked me. Look, I'm injured. Your dog attacked me. Let's go. It's your fault. It's your dog. Your dog is your personal property. Therefore, your dog's behavior is a responsibility of you. Your dog caused me harm. Therefore, you have a problem. So these are, these are all simple concepts. They're all simple concepts, everybody. So it's just like you want to be – if you feel that your dog can do what it wants, well, then they're great. I agree. Your dog can do whatever it wants. Therefore, now there's a consequence for its behavior. So you'll learn really quick that there's going to be a consequence for that. And that's how people will end up stopping. That's why I'm a huge. That's why I'm a huge advocate of those of those cameras that give you speeding tickets automatically. I'm a huge fan of those. I, I really am. Make you watch your behavior. Yeah. real quick. Yep. Yeah, real quick. I have no. I have no problem with with that type of Big Brother type stuff. It's like don't do fucking wrong shit. Don't break the law. You won't get in trouble. It's really, again. I have no problem with that at all. Yeah. Next. Kristen says melatonin, Jeff. I am. I'm doing 20 milligrams a night. <laughs> He's getting two hours of sleep now. No, I'm getting more than that. So you should start going to bed at midnight then, and then you'll be at least sleeping till four. Melatonin has gotten me about another hour, 90 minutes more of sleep. So you're getting how many hours now? You're mm. waking up at freaking 2.30. Well, that's a 2.45 was unusual today. <laughs> that was unusual. I'm up. My alarm is set at 4.30. Why have a fucking alarm? I don't know. <laughs> I'm always up. Me neither. I've been blown through mine the past. <laughs> well, you sleep through yours. I'm up before oh my snooze. Yep. Snooze. You know what the worst thing is? The worst thing is. You know what the worst thing is? Going to the bathroom to take a shit at 4:25, and you're taking like a six-minute dump, and your alarm goes off at 4:30, and your phone is over by your bed. <laughs> I'm just like, man, 
I'm just saying, like, trying to sit there. And I'm like, oh shit, Linda's gonna be fucking pissed. That's the first mistake. You didn't bring it with you. What the fuck do you do? <laughs> what are you reading toothpaste tubes? <laughs> reading the mouthwash. <laughs> Historically, what the hell? <laughs> his, his, historically, no, I'll bring the phone, but sometimes I'll forget it. No, you always go back. Okay. Be prepared. Now I know. <laughs> now I know. We have, we have time for one or two more questions, then we got to go. Jay, just watch some six-year-old content. How much or how little has your training changed based on your success and failure? Enjoyed our Skypes last summer. Um. Oh, six years old? uh i use more food now i think back then i said the place could be sit down or or a little bit more flexible now it's always double down um the theory is still the same of reward and punishment um i guess you have to watch some current stuff right just watch some current stuff to see how it's changed but it's that it's it's evolved i mean i mean we're always evolving next Last question. All right. Um, Jacqueline, oh, my God, you can stop Pika? How? Yes, for the last two years, he's gotten in the trash and eaten coffee filters, chicken bones, butter wrappers, paper towels, yep. food grease on it. Yep. It all has been managed. Yep. You can stop it by, by delivering a, a high-level shock collar consequence. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it sucks. But you can eliminate it. Absolutely, can you? You can do it. So, you know that that's the thing. So you have to set the dog up, get yourself a proper shock collar, and you make it suck for three seconds at the highest level. And yep, you are making your dog afraid to get into the trash can. So this kind. Oh, you use fear to train. That's a great example of when you would want to use incredible amount of discomfort and fear to stop a very dangerous behavior that people are struggling with that are not getting answers to. No reward-based system is going to stop that at all. So you make it suck, really suck. That's what you do. That's what you do. And you'll get a lot of people that would go, no, I'm uncomfortable with that. I've had, I've had, I've had people, I, you know, I remember once talking to somebody on the phone. They're like, "Can you stop my dog from ripping up the couch? It's already ripped up five leather couches." Whoa! And I'm like, "Of course. When when does the when does this happen?" She's like, "Oh, when we're at work." And where's the dog? Oh, it's home alone. I said, "Have you thought about crating your dog?" Oh, I can't do that. That's mean. And then she asked, like, don't you think that's mean? I'm like, no, I think it's actually pretty smart. What's that ingested? But then with that is like five leather couches. Yeah. Like, let's let's define mean. I think the dog is being mean to you. Mm-hmm. The kindest, nicest, most gentlest thing you can do is create that dog. Yeah. So anyway. All right, guys, we got to go. What's today? Saturday. Monday night, 8.30. I'll be back. Linda will be my co-host on that one. Wednesday, you'll jump on. And then, boom, Thursday, I'll let you know what time we're leaving. You got a lot of stuff I got to do. You got to do food prep and you got to pack. 
clean my car. The, the weather, the weather's gonna be all up and down. I know. Yeah, so we'll see. This is the RV trip. I can bring a bunch of plants. Can bring tons. Tons. Yeah, tons. <laughs> Thirty bags. No, you packed really good last time. Last RV, the last trip to Reno, you packed incredible. Right. Oh my gosh. I know. And you know what? You know why? You res- it got a rolly. Yep, because you had a rolly. Yeah, that's why. It's one of the reasons why. It was super organized. Yeah, though, huh? it was so organized. It was, I was impressed. I was like, holy shit. It was so organized. I had to show them how organized it was. Yeah, it was, I was really impressed. And then, um, but even in the RV, you're, you're a very sensible packer. Like, as you I remember, so. yeah, I showed you. Remember, I showed you. I'm like, oh, you can use all these cabinets. Yeah. And you're like, I don't need them. I'm like, you don't? Holy shit. I was impressed. You fit your stuff almost in like the two under the dinette um, cabinets, don't you? And then um, up the, where the towels the are. But you don't use where the food no. next to the food storage, which is all historically. I just put like empty bags. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, I was really impressed. And then I got all kinds of frick, back in my bedroom. I got all kinds of freaking storage I don't use. There's like one cabinet. That's it. One drawer. I use one drawer and then one shelf. Those trips weren't bad though, because we could do laundry. I don't know. Are we really laundry on this trip? But I'm really gonna have to pack a lot of stuff. Um. Yes, we can. We can do laundry in Canton. We can do laundry in Collingwood. In between, we always have we always have the laundry mats and truck stops. All the all the all the truck stops have got laundry. What do you mean? It's weird. That's weird. No, it's not. People like sharing laundry. The showers at truck stops are great. No. Oh my god, they're they're fantastic. You go to a Flying J or a Pilot or a TA. Oh, you get your shower in the freaking RV. Oh, agreed. But you get a nice room. It's cleaned out every time. Oh, they're very sanitary. They're very sanitary. They're very, very nice. Yep. Yeah. But you know, we can also just go to the gym. We go to the gym to shower, but we can also just park outside a laundromat too. Do laundry. But yeah, we'll be going to play because there'll be people's houses we'll stay. I'm sure we'll stay at, but yeah, they'll be fine. We'll be fine. All right, guys. Madly in love with you. Uh take care. Good night. Good night. Love you.